0: Hey, it's Brian K. Vaughan, and you're listening to Chris's Comics.
1: welcome to Chris's Comics Podcast. My name is Chris, and this is a podcast usually about comic books. In fact, this episode originally had a lot of comic book talk in it. However, technical gremlins invaded the Nerd Cave and sabotaged the second half of this episode. It's really unfortunate because me and JB talked for like five hours about what we've been watching and reading. But this is a disclaimer... The overall quality of what I've managed to salvage is also not up to scratch with lots of audio hiccups, so apologies for that. Bear with it if you can, but I don't blame anyone that just turns it off and can't deal. So what you're getting in this episode is some comic book TV talk and some general catch-up as JB and I had not talked since the start of the coronavirus global pandemic, but we will return with an episode fully dedicated to comic books in the form of a doomsday clock, in-depth review and discussion. The audio quality will also return to normal. So apologies again for the fuck-ups with this one. I know it's been like a three-month wait since the last episode, and this one isn't even about comics. Anyway, I'll stop waffling now and let you listen to it. This is The Quarantine Catch-Up. Welcome to Chris's Comics Podcast. My name is Chris, and this is a podcast about comic books. With me, as always, is punk rock pirate Time Lord, Mr. J Bidette. Hey, uh... How are you, man? I'm fine. I'm fine. Can't, yeah. can't complain. Yeah, so, um, if listeners have, haven't have, have gathered, then this is a special episode, Uh quarantine catch-up of sorts. Me and JB are currently in the UK lockdown due to coronavirus, as is the whole world, I guess. We're currently entering our, is it six week?
0: It's whatever week it is for you, you add a week on for me, because I have to go into seven days of isolation the week before lockdown.
1: Nice. (laughs) So you're full on um,
0: Jack from The Shining currently. You know what, mate? I've been prepping for this for years. I once, I was forced to take holidays back when I lived in The Edge. And you live like just over the road. I was forced to take like a week's holiday. And because I was flat broke, I had no money uh, and just was in the middle, and everyone else was working. I did nothing for a week, but I just learned to keep, how to keep myself busy and how to give myself a full structured day. So I've just been, I've got that and the website on top of it. I am busy, mate. I've been making videos for people, I've been writing blogs, I've been recording quarantine podcasts with doing a weekly catch-up with him Um, and like I just said to you before I'm watching wrestling the WWF streaming service is fantastic cannot get enough of it I'm up to 1994 April uh Raw, we've s started Raw from the beginning of January ninety three. And then when I hit nineteen ninety-five, I've discovered that, of course, because they bought them, they own all the WCW and ECW. So 1995 Nitro starts, and I used to watch Nitro in this very room with me Nan. So when when I hit ninety five I'm gonna be watching Raw is War and Nitro accordingly. So I'm gonna be absolutely just full of like oh yeah so you used to
1: watch wrestling with your Nam.
0: Yeah, mate. <laughs> Nitro used to be on, I want to say Channel 4. With, um, I think they it was to... Channel 5, you know. I, you see, I wanted to say Channel 5, mm-hmm. but my problem is, I couldn't remember if Channel 5 existed back then, but I do think it may, it's maybe been around a lot longer than I give it credit for. I seem to remember
1: but... that WCW was like a Channel 5 thing because WWF yeah. was on Channel 4. But I could be mistaken. So, I...
0: No, no, I think you might have got the WWF. But I think the WWF was kind of pointless to watch. By the time it was on Channel 4, um, it was also on Sky 1. So I was watching it on SmackDown on site. But back in the day, when Channel 5 began and it had Nitro on, I would always get – I stayed here like most nights. Mum and Dad liked to go and have a pint. And they knew I didn't want to go for a drink with them. And I was a well-behaved child. So I would happily go every night for a couple of hours to Nan's being nan and granddads, nan and granddad would just keep keep themselves occupied, talk amongst themselves, and I'd watch wrestling, but nan would watch sometimes. She always liked to actually watch what I was watching. She used to call the Simpsons the funny family. She was like, put the funny family on. They'll be good. Um, and I always remember the most embarrassing was when we watched the Fast Show and Paul Whitehouse's character, you know, like the Milk, brilliant. Oh, Milk, amazing. Yeah, like that one. Do you remember yeah. him?
1: Yeah.
0: Right? He did one about sex, and Nan threw a fucking fit. He just came on screen and went, oh, ain't sex brilliant? Yeah, proper nasty, though, innit? Lots of mess, got to wipe it up. I didn't even know what sex was, and Nan was just going like, oh, oh, God, oh, and for the remote.
1: Fuck me. Well, we've gone on a bit of a tangent here already, but hashtag, it wouldn't be a, a Christian's comic special without it. Yeah, hashtag yeah, but, I digress. But yeah, this but isn't... I, this isn't a wrestling podcast. This isn't a mixed tag talk. Did you ever listen to that one from uh, Leal Legacy, a.k.a. Skeleton Crew brand?
0: No, I, no I've i actually wanted to go back and listen to the, the mixed tag talk. And um, the Sarlacc Pit, I never listened to any of that. Sarlacc and I really Spit. Would... That's a good.
1: Yeah, you know what? Jay Leal's great at coming up with podcast names, isn't he? Sarlacc Spit. Yeah, Sarlacc Spit. That was it. Sorry. R- Radnorock. He's good at coming up with them names, isn't he? No, he's very good at names. He would have been very... better at coming up with something better than Chris's comics. <laughs> <laughs> How original. <laughs> yeah, Skeleton Crew, Nerd Cult Underground. Go and check those guys out, by the way. Um, yeah, I've been doing a new podcast with Feel Mouse, who's on those podcasts. Uh, just oh, I've listened. Spontaneously started that. It's called Ask a Yank. It's inspired by an awful BuzzFeed article that... Um, that we just stumbled across. Well, Abby actually posted it and was genuinely interested on whether these Americanisms were true. And he started to answer them on the post. And then he was like, you know what? We should just do a podcast. And I was like, well, fuck it. I ain't got nothing else on. So
0: I I love the idea. As soon as I saw it, I went, that is such a clever idea. (laughs) Because the thing is, you can go through this list, right? And then, as this, as a few episodes goes on, tell people to start writing questions to you, yeah, and you can build them up as a backlog. And there'll be stuff that you kind of like think of as well. Yeah, um, definitely. Sure. I mean, I, ha- I had
1: one today actually. Um, we went to Tesco to get some shopping, and um, we got some eggs, and the white eggs, you know, with white shells. And I was like, "What the fuck? I've never, I've only ever seen white eggs in like American." shows and stuff yeah. we only have brown eggs in the uk brown shells. so for yeah. some, some reason this uh this coronavirus shit they've turned our eggs white i don't know why maybe
0: that's they've... a really good point point. I, I just accept that if an egg if an egg's on screen and it's white i totally accept that but i can't yeah. say that i've ever seen over the maybe with the exception of a pigeon a white egg yeah I
1: don't know, but what? that's that's one I'm going to ask anyway. Like, why yeah, are Americans' eggs white, and why the fuck have we got e- eggs now for some reason? I don't even know.
0: Find out why his are, and that might figure out why ours yeah, are.
1: I think it's like a brand of chicken. Well, not like a brand. A, a, a brand of chicken. A breed of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> the Tesco oh.
0: brand of chicken.
1: So yeah, apologies for the lack of episodes. It's actually been three
0: months since the last one. Mate, you know what's so funny about that is we said we this year <laughs> yeah. we would definitely be able to do We were even at, and it's not just something we were saying recording. After you stopped recording, we were looking at logistics, how we can do one. Yeah. Um, we were like, what? this year is going to be our year. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then all of a sudden, I feel like some like God looked up and just went, "Something, something's not right. Things are going t- too well for Chris. And seen <laughs> and just caused all of this. Yeah,
1: but we are back for a, a special quarantine matchup over
0: Skype. Um, yeah, and that's the other thing, dude. Like, it's not even like you can continue doing this normally anyway because comics have stopped coming out.
1: Well, that's something we will get into. But, yeah, um, that to be honest, though, that was th- that was the thing for me that made me go, now, hang on a minute. Like, you know, they, they closed McDonald's, they closed <laughs> all the pubs, the football, you know. <laughs> and then they said there was no more comics coming out. And I was like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah. Because like, that's never happened before, ever. Like... I think it was Glastonbury for me. When Glastonbury said, we are not just going to put this off for a few weeks, we are completely cancelling uh, till next year and come up with ways to." A refund people or B keep them reserved for next year. I just remember that was when I just switched from it being like this is possibly getting out of hand. Maybe, maybe I don't know what to believe. To okay, shit's just got real.
1: Yeah, and San Diego Comic Con as well. Like it's it's nuts, man. It's real nuts. Um, <clears throat> but the only thing that we can keep we can do to keep ourselves sane is uh, just binge nerdy shit, which. I have been doing since we're both not working. I mean, you know, six weeks into lockdown now and I have read so many comics and watched so much TV. (laughs) Like, It's just brilliant, really. I mean, if it wasn't for the awful circumstances, this is just like a perfect time to just nerd out, isn't it?
0: It's weird for me because I feel like this is when I would really get like, watch a shitload of shit. But I, I, like I said, I've just switched on to wrestling, and I, I kind of find myself—I either watch wrestling now, or for the past two weeks it's been wrestling, or I'm rewatching Community from the beginning because they got more on Netflix, and I stopped watching once um, Donald Glover left. So I'm really interested to cr- crack on there. I'm up nice. to series th- series three or series four now, but I haven't—I haven't been watching new stuff because. It's just, I, I I don't know. I like I I don't know. I have not, and also I've Are got these no nostalgic
1: things a bit like a warm hug.
0: Mm, it is. I feel like not committing to something on screen, so that in the event I have to look away or talk to uh, or me and Eve want to talk about something or I want to. Go, I don't know. It. I just don't like the idea of concentrating on something for three hours. Oh, I see. It's, yeah, yeah. It's it's really it's like I feel trapped enough as it is. Yeah. So to then go isolating yourself into
1: yes. Yeah, while you're watching the television.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it is with wrestling. I can talk over it while Eve's here. I can walk out the room. Um, the only film we watched tonight, the night first film we watched in ages. Um, I chose Iron Man. Oh
1: yeah, the first one.
0: Yeah. Again, so that I could go. Nah, I'll walk away. Yeah. If I need. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, um, to be honest, but I'm. I'm kind of the opposite because, like, I mean, you know, Annabelle, my sister's here now. Um, she's trapped here because she was visiting whilst, um, well, no, before lockdown happened, so she's trapped here. So she's living with me and Abby, and we sort of all do our own thing. Like, Abby like just bought a witch, so she's just playing Animal Crossing all the time. Um, Annabelle's like f- listening to her records and doing her yoga and stuff. And I'm just in the back room, just watching films and TV and all the time. So I've been able to like catch up on so much shit. Um, I mean, I'm going to movies, but I talk a little bit about the television I've been watching because that's like comic book themed, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, before we go into the comics, which we will, uh, I've just caught up on so much TV. I've managed to finish all the Marvel Netflix shows. Like I, I've, I've been, like I have been able to finish the final seasons of jessica jones punisher and daredevil now i have and they're all great oh whoa
0: what you hadn't finished daredevil no 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 and and you've had the goal the goal sir to to like talk to me spend time with me rather watch that show (laughs) i don't know what to say i've had other shit
1: on you know i had to watch swamp thing and stuff like that so the marvel netflix shows kind of took a back burner but yeah, I've, I've done that now. They're all done and dusted. I really enjoyed them. Um,
0: I, did you finish Iron Fist?
1: Oh, yeah, I did that ages ago. Like, I did up to, I did all the rest when they came out. Um, but yeah, Punisher Devil and Jessica Jones season three, I needed to catch up on. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed them. And it's a real shame that they're not carrying on, really.
0: Um, Jessica yeah. Jones series 3, I did try whilst I've been in lockdown. And that first episode, I just feel it. I don't know what it was. I just didn't care. I was bored. Um I liked where it ended. I didn't need it to crack on.
1: Yeah. And then I mean for me season two was a bit of a letdown. I didn't like season two with the mum and that. I thought that was really weird. Um I preferred season three
0: to that one. I mean see Daredevil was very good season three. I really enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, that was really interesting how they did uh, you know, Bullseye.
0: Balls at and bolt and meat, and then the way it ends, it's like, oh, that ended it so he could have a C4.
1: Yeah, sad, man.
0: But fucking hell, Wilson Fisk in that season,
1: man. Oh, shit. Like, it's <laughs> so good. He puts on the white suit as well. It's like, oh, oh shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he puts on the white suit, I got a massive hard on. Vincent D'Anafrio, I mean, he just owns that role. I mean, fuck, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. Um, and yeah, we briefly talked about Punisher earlier on Messenger, uh, but I actually really enjoyed Series 2. Yeah, Series yep. 2, because they had two series, didn't they, Punisher? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I liked it a lot better than the first one, mainly because of his dynamic, the girl, and all, okay. all the th- all the character traits that, that brought, you, s- you saw different sides to Frank, and I thought that was really
0: interesting. Right. I remembered, after speaking to Messenger, I did go away and think, what, was I an dick Did I... <laughs> Was I maybe just not in the right frame of mind, Punisher? And then the more and more I'm remembered and thought about it, the more I remembered why I didn't like it. So, for example, Jigsaw, right? His face got fucked up. At the oh end of yeah. One. Okay, so that's His one thing. His face is fine. His yeah, face he's fine. He's and still everyone's acting like yeah. oh, everyone's acting like become so disillusioned. I think yeah. it also doesn't help that I've been reading Punisher comics for the past like year and a half, and when Jigsaw does come into it. He looks like a fucking testicle with eyeballs. It's like he, he looks formed, whereas the, he just didn't look it. And I don't understand why they pulled punches on that. Yeah, that's, that's odd.
1: He just all had like, a couple of lines on his face, and yeah. he was actually he was you know pretty Kruger and it really just wasn't. I, yeah, I didn't buy that at all. That was yeah. One, I one all, part, also
0: yeah. It, I hated the uh, memory loss thing. That pissed me off. Loss really mm. is something that doesn't always work. Like. I would let Captain Marvel off with it because it was kind of keeping to canon, as it were. Like, oh, yeah, you've got to, you've got to do it really for, for the pun line. But it does mean your character has no personality. So again, you'd had a character that last season was so complex and layered, and this one was just quite bland. And didn't really do much and wore that fucking mask that the same as how should have been like the 10th member of Hollywood Undead.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of shit, wasn't it? No, that like and, these are all totally valid points, to be honest. I kind of just brushed over those because I enjoyed the rest of it
0: so much. I let it off, think, you know. I think that on top of the vicar coming in and out of it and Punisher. And the girl being on the road the and being on the road and being on the road and being off the road kept going back to that FBI agent's house. I just didn't feel anything was happening. It was just constant circles. This guy constantly can't remember who he is. This guy constantly says he looks figured but he doesn't. Punisher and the girl constantly on the run but constantly go back to the FBI agent's house who constantly says they're no longer welcome but constantly lets them back in. And I just got fucked. I'm sure it was episode number six. I got sick of it. And Ash, my mate, Ash, who loved Punisher and thinks like the last season, was, first season was better than any Marvel show that they've done and is massively into it. He didn't even finish a season.
1: Oh, shit. Well, all I can say is if you follow through to the end things would have tied together nicely it's it's the payoff is good and it's worth sticking, I, I, worth sticking I, around for
0: i so, imagine i i mean have you heard have you heard that the rumor that if disney was continue and do pusher that they have said jo- they'd jump burn for
1: yeah I, I haven't heard that but honestly i mean it how it wouldn't it wouldn't fit in on disney plus would it? Do you know what i mean like they just couldn't do it the same
0: you know i mean you say you say that but D here right, so here's my thing and this why I, I oh this back in the day. Now Disney Plus is running and working, you can see how it would work. You well, tell me how kids could watch a violent show on Disney Plus
1: Well there isn't any. That's what I'm saying everything's kid friendly on there.
0: But you're telling me they couldn't set it up so that it wouldn't come up with like mm, you have to put a password in? Yeah, see I see, what, my, I see my... where you're coming
1: from. That, that, you know. Think about
0: Netflix, Netflix has kids and then your profile, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, but Disney though, like it, the whole thing just geared towards family viewing and I just can't imagine them wanting to go anywhere near stuff like the, the Netflix shows Do you know what I mean?
0: I know, but they've got like the first like Iron Man has like essentially I mean softcore, core even of extreme word, but it's got like a gratuitous sexy scene with him and her on the bed. Um Yeah, I don't even and- remember that. Oh yeah, Iron Man, right? So in Iron Man, he—I always remember that scene. I did wonder, like later on when they were with Disney, I was like, "Is that still like a thing?" But he, that interviewer goes, like, catches him off guard as he's leaving Vegas, and goes, like, "What do you reckon to you selling this and being a war criminal, uh, uh, a master of war?" And he and goes, and then he says something. Uh, she says something like, "Would you, would you rather I ask easier questions?" So. I'd rather we this interview at my house. You have no clothes. And then she looks at him and it cuts to her on top of him with her skirt, right you know, hiked all the way up, absolutely eating his face off. And they roll off the bed together, uh, like, roughly. And he giggles and goes, ha-ha! Like that. And then in the morning, she's walking around in just his shirt that covers, like, a knickers. And uh, Pepper Potts implies she's a one-night stand and trash.
1: Yeah, but that's hardly Wilson Fisk smashing someone's head to a door, is it? No, but what I'm saying is they, they've already...
0: Iron Man 2 alcoholism.
1: Yeah, and though it's all very like, handled in a way that a family can sit and watch it. It's think is like so. hardcore shit when on Netflix shows there was drugs, there was decapitation,
0: there was yeah. all kinds of but shit. You're but you're telling me they wouldn't do like Punisher, but how... X-Men, the X-Men film, with Wolverine for the first trilogy. So you can show him being violent and doing stuff, but no good.
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure that there'd be a way of doing that, but I think there'd be a bit of an uproar now if you went backwards, you know, because we had such a no holes barred you know, Punisher. If they mm. went like that and did sort of like a PG-13 version, the fans would not be happy. And it'd be, you know, everyone always calls out Disney anyway for like, oh, they ruined Star Wars, or they ruined this, that, and the other. They wouldn't be happy. Mate. But, but when are I- comic book fans happy, let's be honest? <laughs> I <know. Never>. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Um, unless you want to add anything to that.
0: I was just going to say, like, the the other thing, as long as Disney... If Disney are listening, I'm fine with John Burr. Keep him as a publisher. And also, if you are going to uh, have Spider-Man, have a lawyer. Spider-Man 3 definitely needs to be Matt Murdock, please. Thank you.
1: Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. I thought
0: you were going to say She-Hulk. <laughs> no, I mean, She-Hulk's already definitely got our own show. So let's let's get Daredevil in the Disney. I mean, that's the other thing. Actually, can we can we talk about that? So Kevin Feige's come out and said that now with regards all the Netflix shows as not being canon anymore, or any of the team as being canon. So any only stuff that's on Disney plus now, yeah,
1: basically, is
0: canon. yeah, right. The way he looks at that is he's like an alternative universe where. The event will happen like the Avengers, are, but these are these other character stories. But they're they're not canon with what we're doing now. Um, but how, that, that interesting thing that we had another debate on of, of Titans and Doom Patrol are are they're linked but they're not linked. It's horrible.
1: Yeah, I, I sent you that article because I mean, one thing I most love doing in the world is arguing about comic book continuity with you. Yeah, I mean it's just, it's it's the only time we talk to each other. Actually, we're arguing <laughs> about comic book continuity outside of the podcast. No, it, yeah, it's it, um, it's all play, mate. It's my play. So yeah, obviously the Doom Patrol were introduced in an episode of Titans in season one, right? Um, yeah, and in an episode called Doom Patrol, which I think yeah. simply say blew blew both away because that was yeah. like, wow, who the fuck are these guys? I mean, I don't know the comics of Doom Patrol, but you do. But I was just intrigued instantly, like, I need to see more of these guys. Amazing. Uh but yeah, apparently um that is an entirely separate continuity Doom Patrol to the the one that is in the new show. Uh because they actually made that after that episode and decided, right, we just kinda want to scrap that Doom Patrol and start a new one. Even the actors are different, I think. I think some of them are the same. But I'm not sure. So yeah, they they've not meant to have met Gar in the in What the you mean?
0: Show. The actors are different, though. Definitely all the same.
1: I could have sworn that the um, chief is a different actor.
0: Oh, you know what? This was something that bothered me. After I stopped arguing with you about it, <laughs> I did all of a sudden go, wait, the chief is played by... Timoth- um, Timothy Dalton,
1: by- James Bond. Timothy
0: Dalton. Timothy Dalton. And I remember when he came on screen watching the Doom Patrol show going, was Timothy Dalton in Titans? Did I yeah, miss no, that? Yeah, no, it
1: wasn't him. It was somebody else. Yeah, so that's a different Doom Patrol, but yeah, it was totally confusing. But that,
0: that well, it's so stupid because this is the this is how they've made. That's how you make a universe. You just have a little bit in, that's fine. So he meets the Doom Patrol, and that's on its own. Then sets up the Doom Patrol. They never ever have to meet the Titans ever again. But that way they can freely talk about the Man and Superman, and it not be weird. Because that's um, what I like about well, Titans. They talk about every character in decontinuity, like they exist. Yeah. Like, about the Penguin, and Joker, and other characters, which in other... Like, if you talk like any of the Ke- uh, Keaton Batman films, he um, couldn't do, because it would be so obscure to do that. Because in, it, it, in Keaton Batman, Batman is the only one who exists. Batman v Superman, it's only the whole tr- trinity that exists. Oh, and Flash and whatever. But again it's it's underdeveloped i think they mentioned penguin or something at one point but yeah, they're acting like you're the fucking comic you're in the comic you know you've got the dc channel we respect that you probably know every fucking character so we're gonna act like every character exists and each show like, a run of comics so we'll, they'll refer to other characters and we don't have to build up a backstory for them because you get it that's great but then why make that this is like Titans, but this Doom Patrol, like, Ultimate Universe Doom Patrol, what mm. the fuck is the point?
1: Yeah, it's I been mean, fun. they did miss a trailer, and it is a shame. It would be nice if they were all linked, like, in a Marvel cinematic kind of way, but, you know, I think we all know by now that we just can't rely on DC to do anything oh, right oh. when it comes to continuity, but, yeah, however, okay. I mean, let's talk about Doom Patrol, because that show has just fucking blown me away. Like, oh, my God. Like, it's the best show I've seen in ages. Like, hey, I was I, ra- I, honestly, it's so original. Like, yeah. ev- everyone needs to watch this show. And it's a it's a crying shame that it's just flown under the radar. And it's because of the way it's been released. Obviously, we don't have access to DC Universe streaming service in the UK. So the only way that we can get it is if we <laughs> have Amazon Prime. Not That's not enough. You must have Amazon Prime and then add on a subscription to this thing called Stars Play in order to watch Doom Patrol. Um, so that's why it's taken me so long to watch the show. I mean, you've you pitted it when it came out in the US. Um, and it came out around the same as Umbrella Academy, too. so I think that overshadowed it. But, I mean, as much as I loved Umbrella Academy, I've got to tell you now, Doom Patrol is head and shoulders above that show. Fuck me. Mate. Doom Patrol
0: is, I can't recommend it enough. I I was going on about Doom Patrol like ages ago. I'm not saying this like fucking hipster way. I'm saying this like as soon as I watched the first couple of episodes, I was telling Gaz, I was telling you, do you remember how many times we were going on? Yeah, have you found Doom Patrol yet? Have you found a way to watch I, it? I can't it,
1: watch it. I mean, yeah, I just
0: Eve Eve was obsessed with it, but then it got so balmy. like about episode oh. four or five. It got so balmy Is that the I talking cockroach hey, aiming Benny Chance? Ezekiel. No, the no. <laughs> comes in in episode one. He's oh, he there does, in episode doesn't... two. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. When they went inside the donkey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eve when... was like, yeah. "I'm out, Eve, no. I'm out. I can't, I can't
1: know it. When that happened, I was, "I'm in, I'm so in with the show because, like, it's just so different from anything else on TV right now." Like, yeah, yeah. And season how... 2 coming I need more.
0: Yes, there is a season two.
1: Holy shit. Like... It, it,
0: what helps more is I love the actors. So the guy who plays Mister Nobody, Mister Nobody, hmm. yeah, he's the, the, the pirate. Steve the pirate. Steve the pirate is insane in me. <laughs> he's so yeah good as Where's a bady. From like, is he in
1: any else? Like, he's
0: he's he's, he's having a, his own little uprising. He's in this. He's in the Harley Quinn animated series. He's Joker. Oh! and he does a good Joker. Nice. He does a really good Joker. It's not too far from his Mr. Nobody voice, not going to lie, but because then you see aesthetically Joker and he does some Jokerisms, like the laugh, Mm. it it does come up, transcends from being Mr. Nobody. And he's in a new show called On, because I wanted to know um, when it was out the other day. He's in a show where it's based on a comic where he plays an alien who's landed on Earth but disguised it's
1: not happy is it
0: no he's disguised himself as a doctor and he works at a hospital and like he's re- he's really good at surgery but he finds surgery interesting because he's resident alien right, right? He, and he, it's called resident alien let's see is it out yet resident alien tv show is it out yeah uh it's still in production um, I don't. Think it's going to be on sci-fi. It's based on a four-issue mini-series in 2012.
1: Fuck! How did Fuck that get greenlit?
0: I don't know, mate. Don't
1: um get a saga TV show. <laughs> Getting a four-issue mini.
0: Show. Um, began production in 2018. Oh, wow. um, That's not a good sign. But they still haven't heard the pilot yet. But I've, I've, the trailer is on the Talk Nerdy site. So if you go to talknerdy.uk slash trailers, we have loads of trailers on there. But, yeah, the trailer's there. And it looks like they've definitely done a few episodes worth of footage. But he, he's amazing in that. and Brendan, yeah, Brendan Fraser, as a robot man, is the best casting they could have done. Yeah, here.
1: honestly, like him and Crazy Jay are two favourite characters in that show. And I just love Brendan Fraser so much now. Because, like, he just... I mean, at the end of the day, he did voice acting for that. I mean, he was in it physically a little bit as well, wasn't he? As, yeah, but he's, he's,
0: he's not the guy in the robot suit. But,
1: no, he's not. But, like, fucking hell. I just... I cracked up every time. He just went, fuck! <laughs> yeah, that's what I love about him.
0: He's, like, literally every sentence he says is... What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? It, I love how his character is like the most, like finds it the hardest to deal with how weird everything yeah. is. <laughs> he's a robot. He, he's a man. He's a brain he's inside a, brain. a giant robot. Robot, Yeah. It's uh, fantastic.
1: Mate. And the chemistry that him and Crazy Jane had. And yeah. But how is that even possible? He's just a fucking robot. You know, like, I mean, that character design as well. It was just
0: so good. Because so tr- again, another show where photos emerged of them on set, and people had dress. Br- yeah. Because
1: I-, I remember Gaz like laughing, going, "What the fuck is that? Is that real? About Mister, uh, not Mister Nobody, uh, Robot Man? He was like, yeah. it was like, really? Is that actually the costume?" But honestly, mate, those like red eyes that they use and everything, like I don't know, it just it, it it emoted. It was all it gave me like Darth Vader mask vibes. Yeah, you know when you can just get an emotion from that mask. It was the same kind of thing.
0: Um, What's really clever about the whole thing is, like, again, it treats the the audience as you're reading a comic book. Okay, it knows its audience. It's going, we're I'm, we're not going to razzle dazzle. We're not going to over explain things. I think even Mr. Nobody... Mr. Nobody breaks a fourth wall oh, several
1: That was one of the highlights of the show. Mr. Nobody speaking to the audience. I mean, in the penultimate episode where, at the end, where he, he's, like, wearing a Doom Patrol cap and T-shirt... And he's like, finally we've after like seven episodes of character driven bullshit, we get to the superhero finale. you know it's yeah. just like,
0: oh my God, just the metaness of that show is oh, just... oh i loved I, I loved when it in, it's in in episode at the end of episode one or the beginning of ep, it's the beginning of episode two when he's got Timothy Dalton, the chief in the bus. And yeah. like he's yeah, I know no, narrating the beginning, going, yeah. So here we find our heroes locked in a battle where the end is not. And it zooms in slowly. And as it's zooming in more and more, you can see it's just Mr. Nobody saying this narration in Timothy Dalton's ear. And Timothy Dalton goes, Who are you speaking to? And he goes, DC Streaming Services fans, comic book fans, possibly some Grant Morrison fans as well. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible.
1: Absolutely it was, spot on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, it was mid- Made for
1: comic book fans after that show. I mean, I used to... I was texting you after, like, every episode just saying, you know, how impressed I was by it. And one one message that I sent you was the character development on this show is fucking insane. It was, yeah. a, it was after that Crazy Jane episode, I think. I was just like, this is just on another level of developing characters, you know, like... And it, none of it felt forced. It was all just, like organically woven into the story. It just... It was such a great show because it flowed. Like, it was just... Yeah. I couldn't wait to watch the next episode.
0: Every, the the flow know? of the show is extremely clever, considering that the, the simple premise is these guys, one day a guy comes along called Mr. Nobody and kidnaps the the boss, the chief, and they have to go find him. That's the premise. However... Along the way, they go on about seven or eight misadventures and side quests, which in no way detract from the main mission. No. They just happen to come across these things because they're looking for the chief. And they happen, like you said, organically, even though the things that happen are completely insane. Yeah. And like, I mean, this is. Any, the... like, it goes, goes into a donkey to go to another dimension. I think there's almost oh, just the, the fourth Reich, they find like a Nazi character. Yeah. And every single
1: episode is so unique and it's theme that, like, you can look at the title, you know, and, and you'll see what the episode was about. Um, oh, every
0: episode is called something patrol. patrol. yeah,
1: been- like Hair Patrol with, the, like, the Beard Hunter. Like, that was in- incredible. Yeah. Like Beard the Hunter? Beard Hunter.
0: That's the beard How hunter. obscure
1: oh, was be- that villain as well? Like, the fucking Beard Hunter. Yeah. Like, I had to Google that. I was like, surely this can't be a real character. And lo and behold, it is... And, like, the guy that played him as well just did such a brilliant job of just making that character just completely unique and insane.
0: You know? Oh, that's the other thing as well. What's quite clever is because the chief is so important. Missions are coming to the chief because the chief's not the they have to deal with it. So you have that magician, the guy who's, like, uh, he's almost like a Constantine character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've Con. met that
1: dude at Wales Con. He uh, was in the X-Files. And also right, in yeah. Galactica. It's been a few things. He's
0: been in a few things. Yeah, yeah. He's great. Pretty but that I thing of him trying to stop the end of the world, but he just needs the Chief's help. Chief's not there, so Doom Patrol have to help. Yeah, so it's good. great. And, I and love that, how
1: like not only that, but like flashbacks all the time. And yeah, I hate flashbacks. It, it kind of like makes the the block drag. You know, it's like oh, yeah. I'm going back again. But every flashback was hundred percent necessary, and it you know, the stuff with um, Larry as well, and we get a lovely conclusion with that. Oh, Larry's
0: Larry's one was the one that worried me the most because it was the one they back a lot and I kind of thought I don't know if I'm this, they better wrap this up nicely because it's just, it was a little repetitive but I let it off because I was going there's clearly something it's that's building. meant to a... build yeah. building to and when it does wrap up, oh no it really it really did like it nearly me cry. same
1: man same i mean it really is the mark of a genius show when you have stuff as bonkers as going into a monkey and another dimension and you know stuff like that but then ground it with something that will choke you up you know like it's just like how is this possible (laughs) it's insane
0: honestly mate, it's one of the best i've ever watched do you know And, and one bit where i cheered by the way when I got, I because I I read the comics the Doom Patrol comics mm. when Gerard Way was, was been writing them I've been reading them and when Danny the Street appeared Mate. I was like holy shit right. we've got Danny the sentient <laughs>
1: street so that what? that was my favourite episode by far um so, so is that in the comics yeah
0: that is the if you if you get the Gerard Way uh, Doom Patrol yeah that Danny. Is just a street. He's actually, he's, he's, he becomes. um, Sorry, I'll correct you there. It is actually they, right? It is what? Danny the Street. He is called Danny the Street, but he in the in Gerard Way's comic, he's a van.
1: Yeah, no, I was just saying about his gender. They. They. Yes. Sorry. (laughs) Oh god. Um, See, I fucked up. Then I said his gender. They. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> me trying to pc no but i mean danny the street they are teleporting genderqueer sentient street for anyone that hasn't watched the show or read the comics and that's about that that's what in the show it's just it's the coolest craziest shit you can imagine and animal episode, vegetable mineral man animal vegetable mineral man yeah he was there too and that was so funny when he showed him robin theme. a bank
0: yeah. Oh, it's when he through. robbed a bank and the and the dinosaur head just attacked himself, it was fucking yeah. hilarious. Yeah, amazing. and he's just watching that on the news. I love that. It was again organic. They didn't try and squeeze that in. They just yeah. went, let's have Robot Man watching the news, and yeah. it just shows animal, mineral, vegetable, animal, uh, animal, mineral, ah, animal, vegetable, vegetable, mineral, man yeah. having an absolute nightmare. So did Gerard well- create Danny the Street? No, Danny the Street has been since Doom Patrol number 35 august 1990 right that was one of the things
1: in the show that really just fascinated me i was like what an incredible idea and the way they executed what? it in the show with with them talking in the on the street and stuff and like and like the, the drag bar and that scene with like lee doing the karaoke or whatever like that was just brilliant like i just it's absolutely made- loved every second of that episode
0: he he, he he was a creation of Grant Morrison. Oh of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But Gerard Way I think Gerard Way turned him into Danny the ambulance. Right, so he's right. an ambulance. But what he basically makes out is he he start, he he just started off as a brick and then eventually became a whole street and he can just change into whatever. The official description of Danny is Danny is a living and sentient piece of urban geography who can magically and seamlessly place himself in any urban landscape at will without any disruption to his surroundings.
1: Amazing. Is that the kind of shit that you need in comic book yeah. lore. You know, like, just inventive, new, fresh ideas like that, because that's what keeps
0: it exciting and interesting, you know? Uh, what was the name? Because this, this, again, this show, multiple times made me audibly laugh out loud. Um... I woke Eve up once because I laughed out loud at, what's the name of the, the the mouse or the rat that decides to get revenge on the Doom Patrol? The rat's name is Colonel Whiskers. Colonel Whiskers?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's like, he goes, Revenge! <laughs> I lost this shit. Yeah. It's, it comes up subtitles and it yeah. says Colonel Whiskers. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and um, by the way, it seems like we're going on about it, but Cyborg.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you just wouldn't expect character to be that interesting, would you?
0: With that kind especially of, especially after after the the DCEU attempt at making him <laughs> yeah, interesting. That snooze fest. Yeah, I, I was like when I saw Cyborg was in, I was like oh shit. I mean he's Do not even just...
1: part of the Doom Patrol in the comics either, so it was
0: a bit of a strange addition. Yeah, but it worked. Oh yeah. It was... He's he's fantastic. That guy yeah. is cyborg. Yeah. He is cyborg. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Mm.
1: But um, I just want about Crazy Jane for a little bit as well. That yeah. actor, ugh, I've forgotten her name now. Let me. I'll get it. Hold on. Crazy Jane. She's in Jane. Orange Is the New Black as well. Um, but she is just fantastic. I mean, it really does take a terrible actor to be able to play. All those different types of personalities, and I Diane
0: uh, Guerrero. Diane Guerrero. I think she
1: should have got like, b- got 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 paid more for playing all those parts. You know, because <laughs> like, every every personality was a different character completely, and for yeah, her to it's... play all those different parts. I mean, this was like James McAvoy in Split level. I was you know, about it was, to that. fuck me. I mean, it was just
0: insane. She's amazing, absolutely amazing. She's better than James McAvoy. She's yeah. better. Because James McAvoy plays a character with so many personalities, but he technically does only stick to about eight. And in the films, they stretch it to, he puts an accent, a few extra accents on, but these characters get one line. She yeah. Yeah. does. How many personalities does she have again?
1: Is it 64? That's the number that pops in my head. I could be wrong. Let me have a look. I mean, we don't get to see all of them, but we do get sixty-four. Yeah, sixty-four. Right, sixty-four. Fucking hell! Yeah,
0: see how fresh it is in my mind because I loved it that much. Like so good. But they all have different powers as well, which was awesome. I remember being like, "How can you come up with sixty-four powers?" But I like one I loved was the character the personality. That whatever they say to like appears in like knives or this like yeah it's this like metal silver in the metal Fire.
1: and she's got like a silver like mouth where it's all come out yeah oh that was so cool because that was so comic booky and um I got you know which one I loved the um the crazy ass psycho like nineties rom com character with the with the blonde hair you know that can uh, control people. Mm. Uh, with her eyes, she was like, a, like blue eyes. When she was like mind controlling people, that was fucking cool
0: because that's scary. <laughs> I mean, I've got a list here of all her personalities. Like, again, Morrison characters—they so exist, yeah. mate. Um, they, I mean, like, some of these—it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Like, just go on this list. Like, one of her personalities is called Baby Harlot. Right? Mm. It's a cross between the personality of Baby Doll and the personality of Scarlet Hallett. So one of her personalities is made up of two other personalities. Oh, shit, that's funny. Wow. There's another personality called Busy Lizzie Borden who may not actually be a real personality because it could be her. Mm. Um, and there was another one, where was it, down here, that um, Sex Bomb... Uh, she, she explodes when she's sexually aroused. <laughs> um, yeah, man. On the, and the Wid sisters. So one of her personalities is actually three personalities in one personality.
1: Shit,
0: mate. I mean, it's we've so only, cr- they've such only just a
1: good show. Sc- they've only just scratched the surface on the source material, haven't they? I mean, they, they yeah. could just go on and on. And I pray to God, I hope to God that they keep those showrunners, those writers, those producers on because how hard it was, must it have been to write that fucking show i don't know I, I i messaged you when it finished when i finished watching it i was like who the fuck is writing this show because like i've never seen writing so well done like they need to keep hold
0: of those people you know i just want to have a look at do they have because um, obviously with shows you can have a showrunner and a script supervisor, but you traditionally do have uh, someone else direct it each time, you know, a different director every episode. Mm-hmm. I want to see if there's a different director, because I feel that is so mental. It would be too hard to do...
1: You think, this.
0: yeah. Yeah, hold on. Series cast and crew on IMDb here. Oh, my God. They had a different director for... So one, there was one person for three, one person did two, another person did two, and then after that, there's a different person for each one. That's insane. I don't don't get how you'd keep consistency there at all. because, I mean,
1: if you look comic book and they've got, like, five different names on the front, you know it to be a shit one. You know what I mean? It's like...
0: Yeah, I always worry about that when I go, when I'm picking up a run and you pick up that, that month's issue or that week's issue, and you
1: go, oh, Different people, you. yeah, yeah. Well, good yeah. I mean, fuck. <laughs> yeah, we can safely say that we both absolutely love that show and can't wait for the second season. Yeah, that was...
0: When did they come out? Was it last year or the year before? Doom Patrol. 2019. Twenty out... nineteen.
1: We won't have this debate, JB. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> but it
1: came, came out in the US on the DC streaming service last year but it streamed for the first time in the UK in January this year.
0: Oh, God. So you're going to want to put it forward as like your show of the year, on 100%. You know what? I don't care. I would, care. Normally, I would I normally fight you. I would normally fight you on this. It However, to win anything. There's nothing else going to come out this year, so it might just
1: well. I don't know. We're meant to be getting Mandalorian Season 2. So. But again, oh that, 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 that says that it, it's coming out in October. But I mean, hopefully we get that in the UK in October too. I, I don't see no reason. No, why you can't.
0: won't, really? oh, oh, No, that. so no, here we go. So there is a thing. So the, uh, there's rumour the DC streaming service is going to die because Warner Brothers have got going to launch their own streaming service. Hold on. Warner Brothers. You can't hear me like typing, can you? I don't want it to affect the pod. Right. Okay hBO max so that's what it's gonna be called so HBO max HBO max is gonna be Warner media's uh, streaming service um and the rumor is that when HBO max launches once DC universe is like coming to a point where like it, it, it like it's it's in it finishes like a contractual obligation as it were they're just gonna like, stop it Definite...
1: All these shows that have, that have come out and it have been successful, right? Even, yeah. even Swamp Thing. It got shut down before it even came out and it was a good show. Like What yeah. the fuck?
0: But do all these shows have in common? They're all owned by Warner Brothers because DC is owned by Warner Brothers. So when Warner Brothers release their own streaming service, all these shows are going to be available on it anyway. So what are you going to buy? Are you going to pay the, the £9 for the DC Streaming Service or the £9 to have all the shows that will be on the DC Streaming Service and everything else that Warner Brothers owns.
1: Don't you have access to all the comic books who are on DC Universe?
0: Yes, we're getting to the Grey area, Tori. So there is other perks to DC, but these might not be strong enough to make Warner Brothers, who do own it, go, I don't give a shit. We're turning it off. Because we're, we're doing this, so the r- the rumor is like all these series. The next, the next one, like you just said, October, um, HBO Max will be live by then. Um, it's launching on May twenty seventh. So the rumor is that all these shows will just launch for the following follow up series on HBO Max, forcing people to go. I want to watch that show. I'll change, and then as people log off DC streaming services, shut it down.
1: Right, mobile well, we'll C. I guess. I mean, none of that will affect us because we're in the UK, but. Um that is a bit of a pain for me who does everything legally. Seeing where it, all
0: these shows drop. No, you know? no, 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 because you'll be able to you'll be able to get HBO Max. But we don't have HBO in the UK. I swear you will. let me just check. HBO Max. I think it's gonna have a uh HBO Max I couldn't forget, like I'm watching WWE mate. That's owned by I don't know who owns WWE the streaming rights to that but I'm sure like it's an American one, and I'm watching that. HBO Max UK. Let me have a look. Yeah, UK launch, Mm. uh, 27th of May as well. So there's your legal way of watching everything, mate. Well, Uh,
1: that's going to be complicated because by the sound of it, by the looks of it, I mean, I'm watching a load of DC stuff on Amazon Stars play bullshit, whatever, so I don't know. What are they going to do there? But Titans is on Netflix.
0: Oh, hold on. Oh, hold on. Maybe not. Hold on. I'm reading here. Um, oh, it's weird. It's so... This thing that says... I'm reading this article about It's saying... Oh, that's weird. Right. So it looks like HBO Max will not come to the UK because of the legal... Like... Boring partnership kind of, like, ownership of stuff. Um, Or everything that will go on HBO Max will become available on Sky and Now TV. All
1: right. So I'm going to have to fucking get Now TV. Great. (laughs) Uh, I'll just get some free trials. Either way, I will find a way of getting my grubby little mitts on Doom Patrol Season 2. Because I need it. I need more of it in my life. Um, Let's talk about Titan Season 2, because I finished that. That was fucking great. And until
0: that Doom,
1: was... until uh... Doom Patrol, I that was my favorite show, uh, favorite DC show. But yeah, Doom Patrol kind of blew that out of the water. But I loved Superboy in that. It was so well done.
0: Yeah, Superboy. Being... I was oh. really worried. I was really worried. I even like how they... Crypto. <laughs> I love Crypto. And yeah, you know how we feel about animals as superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know why that...
1: I was like, oh, now Jamie's going to feel about this.
0: You know that crypto is my least favourite animal superhero. As you've proven, like you've gone, you do like animal superheroes and you've given this so I've gone, like shit, I do. But crypto's a bell I'm not liking him. Crypto is amazing in this show. Yeah. Like, the bit where he jumps up, catches a rocket in his yeah. in his mouth, yeah. and does like a one eighty and throws it back out the window. I I write down Good there, boy. I was like <laughs> Fuck, I like this dog. Yeah. Fuck. Now, I thoroughly
1: enjoyed Titans season two. I mean, I loved the first one. Uh, there were so many new things going on in season two as well, like you know uh, all the Deathstroke stuff, all his daughter Rose, and you know getting uh, Jericho in there as well. So cool, loved it.
0: I I thought it was my biggest issue was that Titans season one was this one linear story of um. I remember the story per se, as it were, but there was just this one story. Robin wanting to just get away from being Robin and help this... help Star, Starfire, is the name? Mm-hmm. Uh, help her. I felt they branched out into a few multiple stories, which I've got no issue with, but it became that they lost the tone with the first one. There was a constant tone. With this one, it became like the hallucinations of Bruce Wayne that um, Grayson was having became so really, almost Doom patrol so weird, that it kind of didn't suit the tone of the show altogether. So even though I fully enjoyed that guy being Bruce Wayne and doing the doing an Adam West-esque dance. Um, honestly, stage... that, that was brilliant, that, when he was on stage, doing, yeah, doing the I'm... Adam
1: West Batman dance. Like, that guy is is just like... I really enjoy his Bruce Wayne. I really enjoy it. You know? it's, it's
0: this weird loss of like every Bruce
1: yeah, Wayne. He's just got yeah.
0: them all. Yeah. Um, I
1: wasn't I, I... I, I wasn't sure if I was going to enjoy it, you know, when I saw like that he'd been cast and stuff, just on based on appearance and that. But Ooh. as soon as he started being Bruce Wayne, I think before I, I watched it, you said, oh, it's a bit like Adam West vibes. I got excited and yeah, brilliant. Love him as Bruce Wayne.
0: Yeah, and that, he lo- in, that, that love is lost online, though. If you look at forums... I f- don't care. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I love him. I liked him.
1: Yeah, no, he's he's a great Bruce Wayne, and um, I, I enjoyed that uh, that addition to the that, that show. Great stuff.
0: I, I feel really sorry for Titans, because I do feel that whatever is happening behind closed doors... That show is doing its best to make the best show it can can be. Yeah. But writing in perspective, it is a fucking nightmare. We see that this second season, as we all know, the last season ended on a cliffhanger. And we all, as comic book fans know, who were into the show, know that there was meant to be another episode, which ended up being episode one of this show.
1: Yeah, which didn't which fit in at all being the first It didn't fit in. It, it didn't make sense. It had a it was weird, really
0: like, false ending halfway through where the, it yeah, should have ended. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it was so odd. And then to get the momentum back, I can only congratulate them for doing so, because they did have momentum back. Mm. But it was really, really jarring to watch the show. Again, when you compare it to Doom, Doom Patrol, which is dealing with much harder topics, much harder scenarios, and doing it effortlessly almost. So it's it's... One of them shows where season three could make or break it for a yeah. lot of people. I I'm think. excited for it, though. Enjoying I, am, it. I am. I Don't get me wrong, mate. As soon as Nightwing appeared, <laughs> I went insane. <laughs> yeah, it's good shit, man. Nightwing Night- is just Daredevil with sight. <laughs> so I'm going to talk
1: about another DC show that I've been watching. I'm only about halfway through it, but I've been
0: watching Pennyworth. Oh, have you? Yeah. Now, that's I- interesting because when this first got announced, I'm sure I spoke to both you and Gaz about. Gaz was instantly like dismissive, going, "Oh, the fucking Butler's got a show," and I'm sure when I spoke to you, you were also as dismissive. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I mean, really, it's. I mean, it's a gagging that Teen Titans got the movie. It is. It's it's, gag- Why wow, the Butler's got a movie? You know, like and. On surface, you do think, Oh, for fuck's sake, they're even doing a show on the butler now. But you know what? It's it's in the words of uh, Alfred Pennyworth, it's bloody good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was my accent. That's awful. Even, even though... Leal and the Field Mouse will think the bang on Cockney yeah. accents, but either of them are listening actually say by either Field Mouse doesn't listen to podcasts. Leal, that was the worst Cockney accent that there has ever been. Shammy
1: shoes, <laughs> governor. No, it's I mean, it should have been Michael Caine, really. But Michael Caine's an old man now. But, I mean, the guy that's playing him...
0: Wait, you wanted wanted Michael Caine to play a young Alfred Pennyworth? Well, he is
1: (laughs) Alfred Pennyworth. (laughs) (laughs) But this is the closest you can get to a Michael Caine, young Michael Caine. And the guy that's playing him is really good, man. Um, If you want to Google his name quickly, want to give him a Uh, (laughs) shout-out. Not like he's listening to this, but... I want to mention him out of respect, because he is doing a bang-up fucking
0: job on that show. He's rude. Um, so, his name is Jack Bannon. What a name? Oh, that's <laughs> a boss. That? What's your name? Jack Bannon. That's the coolest, that's the best JB I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> holy shit, it's Paloma Faith in the show. Yeah, Paloma Faith really good in it as well. Yeah. I might be able to watch this now because if Paloma Faith is in it, she might watch it.
1: Yeah, she's she's good, man. It's really, it's quite brutal. Well, it's um, it's like it reminds me a bit of that um, that Tom Hardy, about the the Cray Twins, legend. Did you ever watch? That? Yeah, that was their Yeah, guy. I
0: I I legends are weird. I, I do like it, but it's yeah, a weird one. I
1: enjoyed that, uh, but it's like that. You just like East End gank shit. Um, just really enjoyable, man. A whole, like, different change of pace to, like, a regular comic book show.
0: Do they make any weird, like, foreshadowing, like, just, like, say, oh, that, like, do you, do you like, does he see a bat or something and go, oh, that would be interesting if that was well, honest or something? Or... <laughs>
1: not, no, not quite, but you do full-on meet, like, Martha. And, and, and Thomas Wayne. Yeah, well, at the time, I mean, it's Thomas Wayne and Martha Kane because they've not even met yet so far in the show anyway where i'm up to but he has met them separately um and it's yeah it's a really interesting show man and it's actually educating me on what City's britain was like because i had no idea that public hangings being televised still in the 60s
0: like what the fuck (laughs) like, <laughs> what is it? They? Televised? Yeah, televised. I'm, hold on. So, honestly, I know, mate, probably,
1: I googled hanging it. I googled it after head. and it was a thing. In the early 60s, it was still a thing. And they hanged them and they ripped rip their guts out as well. People used to watch this shit. Crazy. What the fuck? 1964 was the
0: yeah. last one. Yeah, honestly, mate. It was, a, it was a boat finally in Ireland in 1969. It's, yeah. Unbelievable,
1: isn't it? But it's it's educating me on, like, my own home country and, like, how Bob Barrett used to be. I mean, they throw like, people in the Tower of London at this point, and, you know, it's, like, crazy, man. Um, But, no, I I don't want to go too much into the the plot and stuff, but I will say that the act is is stellar. Um, It's a really interesting show, and I do recommend you check it out. I'd like to know what you think of it, actually.
0: You know, because, like, I know I've just said, like, I'm trying not to watch new stuff, but... You're going to have to check this out. Cause I'd... I, I feel like news is going to start soon because, I mean, not without sounding, may, I, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. But if anyone's listening to this like a time capsule right now, we're under the impression that in two weeks we pro- might come up down. Not going I think it'll happen. And you know what's quite funny? So, um, but because I figured it might not happen. I messaged my work and went. You know, any holidays I've booked, it went back to work when it's the rumor is. Do my holidays still stand, or because we've not worked as long as we said we were going to work this year, I get holidays taken away? So my manager looked into it and he went, "No, no, no. Actually, your holidays still stand, went, right? So there's a good chance that when we come back, I always book two two weeks off, don't I? for my birthday because I'm the fucking queen of England I love it I booked two weeks off so he I went so by the time I come back I'll be I might not even come back I'll be off work for another two weeks and he just messaged me (laughs) back going shit yeah All right alright then see you in June
1: (laughs) fucking hell mate so I, got, I
0: know I'm June I've not I've not worked a day since fucking February <laughs> this is
1: crazy aren't we living in mad times like we are living through history right now
0: yeah mate this like, is, this is like, just absurd isn't it
1: like what, do you what? ever do you ever wake up like and just think what the fuck is going on like sometimes you just like you, you don't really forget about it but you put it to the back of your mind and think uh, it can't really be that bad but then you'll wake up and be like, holy shit, like a bit of a, an ex- existential crisis sometimes about it when I think about it too much. Am I just overreacting?
0: No, I think you're right too. I have I personally, the first thing I said to my mum, when my neighbour said, do you want to go pub? I went, yeah, right. I told you, we walked down the pub. At one point, I rang my mum because I realised what was going to happen. I went, shit, I'm not going to be able to see mum. I better speak to them now in case they're nearby. They can come in the pub. Because after the day, I'm not going to be able to see them, definitely. A uh, bit of a, a weird and almost, when you look back, stupid thing to do. But the, my logic was, like, if mum and dad are down the road, they could come up and set a table three tables away from us because it was empty and I could talk. Um, and when I was talking to mum, I just said to her, this will completely change, like, pop our popular culture. This will change... This is where de- how decades are formed, the 80s and the 90s. There's always something that happens near the beginning that changes how everyone dresses or acts. And what you're going to see here is technology change to make it so people get used to staying in stores. You're going to see people's behaviourisms change. You might see style it's like My first prediction was beards, being as cool as they are, hence why I've got one as well, um, will go out of fashion because they'll be seen as dirty. There'll be says harboring, so you might see the '80s clean shaven look completely make a comeback. Um, You're gonna see a a different because what else is gonna happen is all the pubs and cafes and and bars that have shut. um, There'll be don't get me wrong, there'll be ones that have money and can stay open. I'm it predicting like 75% won't reopen. However, they will get bought by people who do have money and will f- reopen them and good at reopen. So a good example is in my town, There's a pub that went for, for 50 years and it was where it was such a rough pub that one time I went in there when I was 15, they served me, didn't have an issue with serving a 15 year old. And as I sat there having a pint, I watched a guy get a pack of cocaine out and do a lot of pool table. Like no one gave a shit. The pub eventually did shut down when the recession happened, but got reopened by someone who bought it and turned into like a lardy dar pub. Like, it's certainly the best sales and uh, does put proper good food. And it's now fully booked every day of the week and is the hot spot in this village to go, in this town to go. You will see that happen across the country with eateries and pubs. We are going to see our culture completely change this year. And yeah. it's to me, it's fascinating. I love seeing that because it is. I'm the guy. It, it, I'm
1: I mean, stuck
0: in it. I'm still stuck in the 70s and 80s, even though I was only born in 87. I'm so how my how, how I dress, how I like act, I still think in an attitude way. I'm quite 80s. Um, Eve gets annoyed at me for like being more empathetic towards more modern things, being a bit how me and you would maybe call being a bit rich, Coleman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i love rich coleman <laughs> i love
0: rich coleman if even though he's like
1: if you're listening rich, yeah I i'm so the... glad that you're not in facebook jail
0: anymore because i enjoy <laughs> your
1: facebook so much
0: <laughs> well it's gonna be it's gonna be mad to come out the other side of this like like you said but like we said at the beginning of the podcast nearly if this would be a good time do you want to talk about comics what's happening with them
1: <laughs> eventually we'll get there i just want to talk about two more things i've been watching Go so on. Watching Deadly Class.
0: Didn't watch it. and crack on next one. It's, it's <laughs> good.
1: I think you might enjoy it. There's. I think a lot I of...
0: might it advertised a lot to me, and I. It's one of the very rare free Comic Book Day comics that whilst I didn't, I didn't like it. But I respected that it didn't. Tra- it wasn't trying to be a free comic day comic. It was trying to be a comic like a normal issue. There was a lot of groundwork. The things I didn't like about the comic were not story based. I remember the art, and I didn't find particularly well. I didn't even like how the the dialogue—not uh, the dialogue—the the the font the the writing was written in, which sounds picky as fuck. But for me, not to like it says a lot about how weird it looked.
1: It's from uh, H Comics, isn't it?
0: Yeah. But I did respect it because it was respecting me, and I I have undenied about that. What what is Deadly Class? Go on. If, if people don't know, tell. Them.
1: Right. Well, I didn't like the comic at all, and I enjoyed the show. Um, it's worth it alone just to see Henry Rollins in it. To be honest, man, there's actually. But what is it? What is Deadly Class? I mean, it's, it's like someone's listening now, going, "What is Deadly Class?" It's like um, it's like Umbrella Academy, but but Kill Bill. If that makes any sense, it's like um, a load of like, there's no there's no superpowers in it or anything like that. It's just loads of like way and strays like, kids that in taught at this like, secret like kung fu school with Wong from Doctor Strange as the headmaster. Um, and it's really interesting. It's got like a real like punk um soundtrack, really good soundtrack actually, uh, and it's set in the eighties as well so
0: oh just, oh whoa hold on i did not know that yeah it's set in the 80s
1: yeah and there's loads of like, 80s punks in it and stuff it's, it's really interesting man honestly i think you'd enjoy it
0: i mean i did not know it was set in the 80s that's that's for me when you were talking then because I, I did have a rough idea um i was thinking yeah but what separates it from like kingsman the secret Service oh, what, it's, what, it?
1: it's so much more gritty than that man honestly it's punk like literally like the soundtrack is like 80s punk like i don't even know if they've played black flag yet i think that might be a bit too meta with rinse being in the show but they play like bad brains in it and stuff man like it's I mean, just... you say that but
0: you could play the keith morris black flag it wouldn't <laughs> 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 like
1: so um but no it's it's definitely definitely worth your time i'm halfway through it right now um yeah check it out man um last tv show i want to mention is i've finally almost finished mandalorian um the live episode drops tomorrow on disney plus in the uk because they've been staggering it every friday because they're fucking bastards um, yeah. so the reason i think the reason why we've only got disney plus is because of a contract with sky right because they yeah. had a contract with sky to play all disney movies or something so yeah i've uh, almost finished mandalorian and thoroughly enjoying it really good show I know I'm late to the party, but uh, it's, yeah, it's great. It's it's everything that I, I wanted from it. It's a real nice slow burn show that is yeah. so chill to watch. Like, it's it's so refreshing as well. It's just, and it's so Star Wars. Do you know what I mean? It's a real nice watch.
0: Really Gaz calls it. it, Gaz calls it most Star Wars thing he's ever watched since Old Star Wars. Like, he can't think of anything for Gaz. It's like he feels like a kid watching Mandalorian. He is in love with the show, every part of it.
1: Yeah, I can see why. And when I finish the last episode tomorrow, I can go back and listen to the nerdies and your Mandalorian spoiler review podcast. <laughs> because you, <laughs> cause you'd about them, didn't you? And I didn't want to. Yeah. You know, I, I like being. I, in the I, I mean, I must
0: admit, on the nerdies, on the nerdies we did actively not say yeah. spoilers.
1: But at the same time, I like being included in the conversation, so I, I chose to wait just to, you know, to be to be up to the to, to all.
0: <laughs> I mean, if, let's say, the final episode blows you away, mm-hmm. like how the rest of the series has, does Doom Patrol still take series of the year for you? Oh, yeah. Nothing, really? Yeah, okay. no, nothing can top Doom Patrol. I mean, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm, just like, because I'm sticking with what Gaz said. It is the most Star Wars thing ever. And even though I I consider myself quite a large Star Wars fan, I would always 100% say to someone, if anyone ever said to me, Jay, you're massively into Star Wars, and if you were sitting next to me, I'd go, you think I am? This is Chris. I would always put you before me. You are far more into Star Wars than I am. So for you to then go... Yeah, the most Star Wars show that's been out in, like, for 40 years. Uh, Doom Patrol's better. is yeah. a very strong statement.
1: Yeah, it's just so original. And I, mm-hmm. I just loved it so much, so, yeah. I mean... And, yeah.
0: Uh, man, Boring's got a similar thing where the, the main character can't facially emote, but you understand every emotion.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's really good, man. I mean, an that episode as well. I think it's episode three where, like you see all the Mandalorians and they're like using like flamethrowers and shit and flying across the sky. And I was just like, this is so good. <laughs> like <laughs> oh it's just Uh yeah. I just felt like a kid again, you know, I mean that excitement that I got, I mean, I know you you're not a prequels fan at all, but I really enjoy any time I see Django Fett in the prequels, you know, his little scrap with Obi Wan on Camino, you know, Rain like, and it was just reminding me of that. I was like, oh, shit, isn't it cool to see, like, you know, a Morian flying about, but not just one. loads of them? And, oh, so cool, man. And getting to see, like, the making the armour and that, and just, like, it, it's just got a really cool vibe to it, as I that show.
0: I mean, one thing Gaz pointed out, and I, I... If anyone doesn't, by the way, when I say Gaz, if anyone's listening doesn't know who Gaz is, Gaz is my co-host on Talk Nerdy to Me, who is the movie buff. He's fantastic with movies. Uh, but the weird thing about Gaz is, as much as I was, I would never put him on a... How do I say this about insulting him massively? I I would never... That much intelligent stuff comes out of Gaz's mouth. He's just watched a lot of movies so can understand and make a lot of references. One thing he pointed out about this, which I had noticed, was the soundtrack to this... Is completely unlike any other soundtrack that Star Wars have used. They've not gone Williams in. They've yeah, not that anything.
1: was something I was worried about when I saw that it wasn't John Williams' score. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work, but fuck the good score. It, like, it,
0: oh. It's made it completely like its own thing. Like, it has its own tone from that. And it's yeah. still quintessentially... Star Wars, yeah, yeah. without even without even making an, a, a nod at any of the other themes, and it's I don't know how, but it is. It's just a Star Wars theme,
1: and that's something that's hugely important in Star Wars, is the music. It wouldn't be as good as it's if it wasn't for the score that they use, and that Mandalorian
0: score is so good. And what really helps is, and I'm I'm making Mr. Gaz a bit here. Gaz always said the him Star Wars, even though it's like the space opera. Gaz always riffed to Star Wars as being like cowboys in space. He always thought it was more like a Western.
1: Yeah,
0: I always I disagree because I've as I can see where you come from, but I've always thought it's like Knights of the Round Table, space because of the Jedi's and the Sith. I, I don't think it's very Western. I think it's very medieval Um mm, both. DeLorean, it, yeah, it's uh, yeah. At the end of the day, we're both right. It's, it is it's a like, bit of both. the whole like it's a
1: lot of sand and Tatooine, you know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But, but, the, but Mandalorian is firmly one foot clearly in Western,
1: mm-hmm.
0: in Westerns. is again, giving it its own tone. I mean, the, um, they again, even have the, probably.
1: they have the shots with, like, the guns and the holsters and reaching mm. for it, you know, like, the little things like that. Is, you're right, it's definitely in that. I
0: mean, the, What's well, quite interesting, I can talk this, please. Up to if you watch the Panel episode,
1: yeah, Kyle's just got taken.
0: Right, so I can talk about this. Um, one problem I've been talking about with people, I don't have this way, but I know a few people watching it have gone. The trackers are boring. The trackers don't make sense. How can they track the child with this thing? Um, I was like, right, I am going to look into this because I kind of brushed over it myself. But the tracker is quite interesting. So, yeah, the trackers can pick up um, a specific DNA code, like a, like an, a, an alien strand of DNA. So, it would be set to human. And then, if they could get Chris Wakefield as a DNA code, get it. But it's not as simple as that. So, these bounty hunters, they're still needed because this tracker can only tell you what galaxy they're in. And then, when you're in that galaxy, it can only take quadrants of it it's in. And when you get to the quadrants, it can then it takes a while to home into what planet. So it takes ages to make your way. That's why yeah. the trackers are there. Because without the tracker at all, you just literally say into a bounty hunter, how easy to find this person? Where are they? i have no idea and space is in yeah which sounds like oh it'd be a great detective film like going around and asking but logistically it's actually very unrealistic that a bounty hunter without these devices could find anyone and if your biggest problem with this show is the tracking devices but you've let the force just be a thing for 40 years <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs>
1: yeah i mean i said a screenshot didn't i Oh, that guy about, a star wars
0: fan who doesn't enjoy star
1: wars yeah i mean that's about 80 percent star wars fans but that's by the by but yeah i mean i just like i like fucking with star wars fans online because they're so easy to mess with and he was like comment, <laughs> he was commenting on like a skywalker post saying oh it's, it's ruined star wars and oh what about this this force healing's never happened before and all this bullshit well guess what motherfucker Force healing in the Mandalorian. That's a thing.
0: <laughs> Honestly, it's...
1: It happened anyway. It's... He re- um, ben Kenobi
0: revived Luke in episode four. Yeah, I always thought that was a wax on, wax on moment.
1: So that's your lot, folks. We were just about to get into all our comic book talk as well. So frustrating. But the audio was just so bad after this point that it was just unlistenable. But thank you everybody for listening. If you managed to get through the entire episode with all the hiccups, well fucking done. Remember to follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at Chris Comics Podcast and you can follow my personal account at Chris J Wakefield on Instagram. Don't forget to like, rate, and review on Apple. Write a quick review if you can. It makes massive differences on where you see us in the algorithms. And send us a message at Chris's Comics Podcast at gmail.com. That's it for now. Over and out.